I'm Meg Dahl, your unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. It's Meg here as always. And if you have been listening to this podcast for a while now, you'll know exactly what today is. So it's June 1st. Happy June. It's my birthday month. So I am particularly fond of June and a lot of exciting things happening in my life this month. But like I said, if you have been tuning into the podcast for a while now, you'll know exactly what this this podcast episode is all about because it's the first podcast episode of the month, which means it's our monthly mental health check-in episode. And I can already tell right now, (laughs) as we're two minutes into the show, not even, I'm already like stumbling over my words. So forgive me if today I'm just not really speaking as I normally do. It's just one of those days, but I have to record this episode. So let's just do the thing. So like I said, today's episode is our monthly mental health check-in episode, which I started doing in September of last year, I believe, just so you and I could sit down every month and have just a open, honest, raw, real conversation about mental health. I talk a lot about mental health on this podcast in general, and I'm often sitting down with guests and talking about their histories and their journeys of where they came from and how they got here and all that good sort of stuff. But I also want to just be real with all of you all the time and just have a solo podcast episode every month talking about my mental health, where it was at the past month, because I truly do believe like Even if we're in these really amazing places with our mental health, we're always continuing to support ourselves in ways to support our mental health because if your mental health is in a good place, it's likely you're actually supporting yourself to be there. So I love sitting down with you and recording these podcast episodes, giving you a little bit of a glimpse into my life from the past month and also sharing some mental health practices that really stood out to me and supported me this month. So maybe you could give them a try in your own life. So let's just get started. May for me was another month where I was dealing with some health stuff. I feel like honestly, 2022 this year is my year for 
really dealing with some health stuff. Back in March, I found out I have a cyst the size of an orange. It twisted around my ovary, which is called an ovarian torsion. I was rushed to emergency and it was this whole thing. You'll know all about it if you listen to my March mental health recap. This month, I actually ended up getting COVID again for the second time and it was kind of funny and just one of those moments where you kind of look up and you're like okay universe like what what is happening what's this lesson and also I see what you're doing like it was just kind of comical because last year I found out I had COVID on May 14th and this year I had COVID on May 10th so it was almost exactly a year to the day that I got COVID for the second time and honestly last year I talked about this a lot and it was honestly kind of what inspired me to start these mental health podcast episodes in the first place when I had COVID last year it really did impact my mental health a lot I, I truly do believe that like COVID, obviously like being sick sucks, right? No one likes being sick. No one likes feeling awful. Also, no one enjoys quarantining, you know, and I mean, I say no one, maybe some people enjoy quarantining, but I don't think anyone actually genuinely enjoys being really, really sick and having to quarantine. I don't know. That's just my general assumption. But when they talk about mental health in regards to COVID and the pandemic, I like if you do any type of Google searching or research on this, I keep seeing articles specifically talking about how COVID impacts our mental health. But when you dig deeper into, okay, what do they mean by COVID? Is it the actual virus impacting our mental health or what is it impacting, like what is impacting our mental health? And the more reading I do, it seems as though the articles and everything I read is more so referring to the pandemic itself impacting our mental health, which is absolutely accurate. I mean, we went from a world where we could just go out and travel anywhere and visit anyone to really abruptly having to distance and limit how many people we're seeing and all that sort of thing. But what I don't see being talked about a lot is how the actual virus, the COVID virus, impacts our mental health like when you're actually infected with it now I'm not personally sure but I have been in a really great mental health headspace like my mind has been in a really great place and every single time so both times that I've had COVID it really has impacted my mental health. Like I, during both times that I've had the virus, I have felt extremely depressed while I was sick. And it again, I want to be clear, it's like not this, 
I'm sick, so I'm sad type of feeling, but it's this really heavy blanket of depression. And it's not because I'm sick, but it's, I truly do believe that it is a symptom of the virus. I've experienced this firsthand and so many of my friends and other people that I've been in touch with talking openly about this have shared the same things with me, the the impact that it has had on their mental health while being infected. So it's just something that was really interesting to me and something that I wanted to share this month with you in this episode. And you know, not just so you know what's what I have gone through, but I know a lot of people are sick right now. And if you're experiencing any type of illness right now and you're feeling this really heavy sadness, this really dark sadness, just know that um, it's really important to share how you're feeling with the people around you and just be communicating that to the people that are on your support team and in your life and just know I'm also here for you as well. I I help women with their mental health on a daily basis and you're, if you're feeling like you need some additional support to work through some heavy emotions or some big uncomfortable emotions or big uncomfortable life changes or anything like that, just know I am here for you and know that I know firsthand what it's like to move through something really challenging. So yeah, COVID hit. I got COVID and my symptoms, I was getting a lot of questions about how it impacted me the second time around. Um, Everything was just as intense. I had all of the same symptoms. Everything felt just as intense. It wasn't like a more mild version or anything. Um, The only thing that was different this time was that I actually did not lose my taste. But since the last time that I had COVID, so last time that I had it, I actually lost my taste and my smell. But um, this time didn't lose my taste and my taste has fully come back since having it the first time. But it's funny because my smell has never fully come back. So let's say if my smell came back like 50% when I had COVID this time around, it like went back down to about like 10% smell. And now it's just weird. Like I feel like I can't properly smell things. I am doing a lot of decorating in our new house, which I am loving by the way. And I love my job so much. I am a holistic nutritionist. I'm becoming a somatic therapist and I just love the work that I do so much, but I also really, really love interior design and I'm just having so much fun decorating and designing our new house. Anyways, all that to say, I found some dried eucalyptus yesterday when I was out shopping and I I had this vision of putting this dried eucalyptus in this vase and it looks so great. Anyways, long story short, Scott keeps telling me how amazing our house smells now because of this dried eucalyptus and I can catch like random whiffs of it, but 
I can't actually like appreciate the smells because I can never really consistently smell it. So that's just one thing. And yeah, my smell is still funky. So that's kind of how it compares to the first time. And also I definitely feel like I recovered quicker this time. It really, really impacted me the first time I had it. I had it, like I said, mid-May last year, and I remember truly it being like August when I finally thought, huh, I kind of feel myself again. So it was like two and a half months of me just feeling off last time, and this time I would say it's about like two weeks. I definitely feel more tired, so I'm still kind of dealing with some fatigue, but it's definitely not like extreme or anything like that. And who knows, the fatigue that I am experiencing right now could absolutely be related to my period because I expect her to be showing up any day now. So I'm day 30 today, I believe. So I know my period's coming any day and that week or five days before my period, I'm always feeling a little bit lower energy and I'm just a little bit more tired. So that's kind of like my experiences with COVID this month. I would definitely say, you know, in regards to mental health, so bringing more mental health talk into this episode um, while I was going through COVID, that was definitely like the mental health low of my month. There was some days where I was just really depressed and things like that, but I'm definitely through that and I feel really great now. I would say a mental health high of the month or a really positive thing about this month, it was actually our first full month in our new house. So we're feeling more settled and it's definitely feeling like home. I I know a lot of people who purchase a new home. It takes a while for the new house to feel like home, but there's something about this house. I don't know. It's just always felt like home to me. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, it's been fun having May be our first full month in the house where doing yard work with the weather being nicer. So just kind of like a bunch of fun, exciting projects. And we finally finished my gym this month, which was a huge accomplishment. And that was just something really exciting for me as well. And yeah, so basically there was some really big lows in my month this month and some really awesome days too. I think it just really helps with the weather getting nicer as well, just more sun. Penny and I have been going out for walks pretty much every single morning when we can, unless I have an early client that morning or if it's raining, which we've gotten tons of rain this month too. So... Anyways, when the weather is nice, Penny and I go for long walks in the morning and that's just a way that I'm supporting myself and I notice that that's been really helpful for me. So I guess that is a really great way to hop over to our 
segment of this episode of where I share some mental health practices that really stood out to me this month. So usually for these podcast episodes, I choose one mental health practice that really stood out to me this month. But this month, I actually have three of them. And one of them is exactly what I just shared with you, just prioritizing getting outside, getting some sunshine in my eyes first thing in the morning. And if that includes a walk with Penny, that's even better. So exploring new places, that would be kind of one of my suggestions to you for the coming months. If you are looking to support your mental health in maybe a new way, maybe you're looking for some new tools, get outside and support, explore some new places. Since moving into our new house, we're in like a new area of town, not a new area, but new to us. It's a different area than where we were living before. So I've had to, you know, explore some new walking routes and things like that because Penny likes going on tons of walks and stuff. So it's just been nice finding new places to walk and I live in a really small town and so I've even shocked myself that I found all of these new walking paths that I have never been on before so chances are you might live in a place that is larger than where I live so that could be something that you venture out and do this month is find some new places to walk or hike or bike or just like explore outside I highly recommend that especially if you can do that within like those first few hours of the morning just it's so helpful to get sun in your eyes during those first few hours um, of when you wake up so I always have my breakfast and then Penny and I head out and do our walk and just a side note This was very different for me in the past. Years ago, like think 2017, 2018, those kind of years, I would wake up and go for a walk and do a long walk, whether that was with Penny or by myself. And then I would come back and eat breakfast And by that time, I felt so depleted. I felt pretty dizzy. I was very hungry. I kind of felt foggy and tired. And I also felt pretty anxious during those times. So just a reminder that feeling anxious or any type of like anxiety feeling can actually be a sign that you've gone too long without food. So if you resonate with that, if you're like, oh, wow, I actually do feel anxious or have symptoms or sensations of anxiety on a daily basis or kind of regularly, just do a check in with yourself and just check in and ask yourself when the last time it was that you ate when you had a meal or when you had an actual proper snack. So when our blood sugar dips too low, 
we can feel anxious. So that's just something to keep an eye out for. And I've actually had a couple of conversations about hunger with my clients over the past month. And just, I wanted to remind you as well that hunger isn't necessarily a physical sensation, but it can be, it can be different than that typical stomach grumbling hunger. I could do an entire podcast episode all about hunger. If you want to let me know, but basically hunger can show up in so many different ways. It can show up as a headache. It can show up as fatigue. And like I said, it can show up as anxiety. So like I said, years ago, I would wake up and then, and go for my walk first thing before having anything to eat. And like I said, by the time I got home, I really didn't feel good. I was tired. I was dizzy-ish. I felt foggy and I was anxious. And then I would eat. And when we push our bodies to fast longer than they actually want to be, that's a really stressful event on the body. And so just a reminder that when you're sleeping, you're going through a natural fast. So this is a natural fast that our bodies just go through in order to sleep. And that is as much fasting as we need. We do not need to push our bodies to fast any longer than that. If we do, it is a stressful thing that we're putting on our bodies. So one of the best mental health practices we can actually do is waking up and nourishing our bodies within 30 to 60 minutes of waking up. Basically my routine when I wake up is wake up, snuggle Penny for just a few minutes. We both head downstairs and I start making breakfast. So Typically, I am eating within that 30 minute mark of waking up, but um, I would I always tell my clients like 30 to 60 minutes. You don't really want to go longer than that, because like I said, that's just pushing that fast longer than it needs to be. And then go outside and enjoy your walk or whatever it is that you do first thing in the morning when you're getting some sun in your eyes. So that is one of my mental health practices that I would put out there for you this month. Go exploring outside, but eat breakfast first. The second one is plants. I bought so many plants this month. Honestly, it's kind of overwhelming. So this is <laughs> don't do what I did because if we are doing if we are buying plants intentionally to support our mental health don't buy like three big plants of all different types all at once I felt like that was pretty stressful I had just come out of like my personal quarantine for COVID and my mom knew I could really use a little outing, a little girls shopping trip, that sort of thing. So we went to Walmart, which of course is not, um, you know, very fancy or anything like that, but 
It is one of the shopping places we have where I live. And it was really nice to get out with my mom and do some shopping. Anyways, we went because she saw some really nice plants for sale that she knew I would love. So we went and let me tell you, I could not just leave with one plant. I had to walk out of there with three plants. I got a Dracaena, which I love. It's my second Dracaena. I'm so obsessed. I love Dracaenas. I got a fiddle leaf fig, which is my first fiddle leaf fig. And I also got my first yucca tree. And I was so excited. I am still so excited about these plants, but I was so excited, brought them all home. And then I, then I felt pretty overwhelmed because I like really getting to know my plants before buying another one. So I usually buy one and feel like I have a pretty good rhythm with it before buying another one. So it was kind of really overwhelming bringing three larger sized plants home and figuring out their water needs and their like the sunlight they needed and things like that but I think I have it all figured out my yucca tree is thriving my fiddle leaf fig is thriving my dracaena isn't doing so hot. (laughs) She looks a little bit drier than when I brought her home, but I gave her a solid watering this weekend and I hope she can bounce back because she's looking a little um, dry. We'll just put it that way. But if you are looking for a way to support your mental health, I think taking care of other things or other living beings can be really helpful. So if you're not in the position to like adopt a dog, for an example, which is a lot of work, trust me, Penny's a lot of work, but I love her. So if you're not in in the position to do that, but you want to take care of something, trust me on this, getting yourself a plant just feels so good. And it also adds so much beauty to a room. I, in our old house, I truly did not have any plants. And now thinking back to it, I'm like, how sad, (laughs) like how sad did our house look? Because now, as I said, I'm really into decorating and I'm just having so much fun decorating our new house. But I've noticed that my favorite way to decorate is with plants. I just love plants all over the place. And just the green that they add to the room is just so beautiful. And I'm obsessed. So grab yourself a plant this month. And if you do, take a picture of it, post it to social media, and tag me at I am Meg Doll because I want to see your mental health self-care plants. I want to see them. So the final thing that I want to share with you, it's actually kind of answering a question I received from a client of mine. And like, I really love this question. She's one of my teen clients and she's really emotionally aware And she's just so cool. I wish I had a friend like her when I was in high school. Anyways, 
she asked me, okay, so if someone asks me how I am and I don't really feel great, maybe I'm not having a good day, how do I actually answer that authentically rather than just being like, oh yeah, I'm great because that didn't feel right for her. It felt like putting on a show, even though she's maybe having a really bad day. So she asked me like, how would we respond to something like that? How can I respond to a question such as, Hey, how are you? When you're actually not really that great, but you also don't want to be that person emotionally dumping on people. So one of my favorite practices to do when I feel like opening up to someone, I think it's a beautiful thing to ask someone if they have the space for you. Maybe you're going through something really heavy right now. Instead of calling up a friend, texting a friend, and just unloading on them, dumping on them, one of the most beautiful things that we can do for ourselves and also the people around us is asking them if we have the space for us. So for an example, I would text a friend if I felt as though I needed someone to talk to and that someone so happened to be a friend of mine, I would actually text her first and be like, hey, do you have the space for something heavier right now? Or, hey, I'm going through something right now. Do you have the space for me to chat? That sort of thing. That is some beautiful language that we can use to really respect the emotional boundaries of the people around us and just teach other people emotional boundaries too because when you show up and offer this kind of incredible um, emotional intelligence to the people around you, they notice So the people around you will be very much less likely to dump heavy stuff on you if you don't have the space for it, if you start asking them if they have the space for you. So to answer my client's question about, okay, if I'm at school or something and someone's asking me how my day is and I'm not having a good day or how I am and I'm not doing so great, How do I actually answer them authentically? And so one option is, oh, like, do you have, do you have this space for me right now? Because I'm actually not doing that great, you know? But another thing that we talked about was the fact that we don't need to share everything with everyone around us either. So I think it's really important to have a support team and that might involve some of your friends some of your family members it doesn't need to include all of your friends all of your family members and it might also include some professionals as well I think it's so supportive to chat with someone outside of your family and friend circle someone that's not 
in it with you and someone that studied this, someone that went to school because they wanted to support you. I think that's important to know as well is whenever we're working with a professional, like they are doing their job because they actually want to support you. And that's just a final reminder from me to you. If you feel yourself in a place in your journey right now where you are feeling as though you do need someone on your team, maybe an additional someone on your team. If you feel like you're going through some heavy stuff right now and you're just needing extra support, I am here for you. Like I said before, I am a holistic nutritionist. I am almost done my beginning level of somatic therapy training. So I have two more years to go and I am also integrating parts work into my offerings as well. So it's another type of therapy support is parts work. So just know that I I'm here for you if you need me and I would be honored to be a part of your journey. So thank you so much, my friend, for tuning in again for this solo episode. I just thoroughly enjoy cozying up in my office and recording an episode just for you. I am sending you tons of love and I will see you next week.